Welcome everyone to another episode of the Nerdotaku Gaming Podcast. This week, we have ourselves a guest. Um, yeah, he's asked to be on the show uh, to talk about something that uh, has been on his chest. So I guess uh, I'll let our guest introduce himself. Uh, yeah. Hi, guys, everyone. Uh, this is Nali. I studied IT and game design. Always loved video games since, uh, since uh, oh man, I think honestly, since I've had memory, I've loved video games. So it's like a passion of mine. And uh, listening to Zambian podcasts, amazing. I said, let me get on, let me get on. So thanks for having me. Nice, nice. It's good to have you on. It's good to have someone who's uh, also passionate about game design, which is segue into me plugging the Global Game Jam, which is happening <laughs> on Wednesday. I hope you've signed up, Nali. I have emails. I can see if you have or not. Uh, it's going to be from Wednesday to Sunday. Um, so Wednesday, we're making teams. We'll have our keynotes and stuff. It's going to happen through all the whole weekend process whatever and it's going to be streamed live well some of it is like the, the keynotes and when people are showing their progress and at the end when people are um showing the games they made and there'll be some fun stuff as well people will like be playing games and will stream the game stuff so it's not just all work and stuff so yeah also i'll be on, I'll be on awesome also, as usual, my co-host Robin is here. Robin, are you awake? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very much awake. Very much awake. Very much awake. <laughs> Great. Okay, so before we get into the main topic, I just want to talk about like what happened like in literally the past 24 hours. So Microsoft announced that they were um, increasing the price of Xbox Live Gold. Am I correct? It's gold, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, Xbox Live. They were increasing it by 100%. Is this correct? <laughs> yes, by 100%. By 100%, which would effectively make uh, it $120 for a year as opposed to 60 Which would mean yeah. that it is better to subscribe to Game or cheaper. I mean, it's already better, but it would be cheaper to subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate than Xbox Live Gold. I don't understand no, why those two it, things it, are separate. It wasn't going to be cheaper. What, what, what was the case? It was basically just going to be either you stay sub to gold, you are coerced to go to Game Pass Ultimate because Game Pass Ultimate is 15 a year. Okay. So it was going to be like, oh, either way, they get more money out of you. Yeah, we were, going to, we were going to be forced to get into Game Pass, effectively. So, why is it yeah. separate? Like, I don't understand why it's a separate... Why isn't this... Like, why not just scrap gold and just make everything Game Pass? There's lots of people who aren't interested in Game Pass. The only thing they want is just to play, like, two games a year online, like Call of Duty and FIFA in Game Pass. So, you know, you can't force them to get onto Game Pass. Okay, so my point is, Game Pass, right? Whatever you pay for Game Pass should have the same stuff that uh, Gold has as well. I think that's, I think that makes sense to me. I don't know, like when you get Game Pass, you should have the Xbox Live Gold as well. That just makes sense to me. Yeah, that would be yeah, the best. Uh, and that's what Ultimate is. Game Pass Ultimate includes uh, Gold as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously the news wasn't met with 
enthusiasm, <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> the internet erupted. The internet erupted. Uh, it did. And uh, this morning, my time, whatever, I woke up to the fact that they backtracked and were like, oh, actually, we're not doing that. And also, um, free-to-play games are now just free. You don't need gold or whatever. You just if, So if you're playing, playing Fortnite, you don't need gold anymore. You just play it, which is awesome, I think. Finally, Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact on Xbox. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> is Genshin Impact not on Xbox? No, because no, you'd have to pay for gold. You'd have to pay for gold so it wouldn't be free. So the pro- uh, producers wouldn't release it on Xbox. Oh, oh, oh okay. Huh. Because Genshin Impact is an online game. Yeah. Yeah, so you'd have to pay for Xbox Live Gold to play Genshin Impact, even if it's supposed to be free. So the, the producers don't want to do that. But now it's actually free. Genshin Impact on Xbox, please. <laughs> I mean, damn, I hope so. It will help increase the, the, the player base. Uh, and we'll, I guess, get more Xbox players into gacha games and weeb games, which is good. <laughs> hey, I'm is it really? I'm free to play. I'm not paying any money, but it's just a fun game. So I think more people should play. Don't spend money on it, though. Yeah, so my... Um, I have a theory about this. I don't think that Xbox are dumb enough to like make a decision like that i know there won't be backlash and the fact that they turn around on making free-to-play games free and, and and all that stuff i really do think this was planned i know it sounds like a conspiracy theory but like the press that they are getting off of this is it, it, they're they have everyone's talking about xbox right now online yeah so this weekend is all yeah. let me tell you why that was not pre-planned simple simple reason they sent out the cards to retailers already with the new prices printed on them. You don't make a logistics decision like that and say, oh, it's going to be a 4D chess move and we'll <laughs> do a reverse card. No, 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 no. The fact that this, there were definitely some people within Microsoft who were always against this. And after the backlash, those same people probably said, hey, look, didn't I tell you so? We told you this would happen. So, you know, I think there were always like 50-50 on the decision. Now that this happened, it's like maybe certain camps were vindicated. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Because, yeah, they already printed the stuff. So they were planning on going forward. Mm, Okay, that makes sense. But here's the thing. No no company is your friend. What if, what if it was such a hardcore 5D chess move that they even treated them just to make sure? <laughs> I, I, I know Microsoft are a trillion dollar company, but come on. <laughs> oh, crap. They are a trillion dollar company, huh? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that happened. I mean, I guess. They have all the money, but you know. Yeah, at the end of the day, I guess it's good for the consumers that they that they listened. The, I mean, backlash isn't good. You, you shouldn't have to use backlash to to make the right decisions every time. And this is also one of those things. I know people like to say, "Oh, Twitter and you know, reset era, or whatever is useless. They just harass and stuff." But it's like there's been so many instances where, like, 
but yeah, they're they're, the, the, they're a good voice. It's the voice can be used for, for both. Microphone. Yeah, it can be used for both good and evil. And when it is used for for good, it, it really does help um, uh, alleviate stuff like this. The other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, that uh, again last night, um, Vicarious Visions, the guys who made Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two remake. Um, what else have they made? I'm not sure what else Vicarious Visions have made. I know it's a name I've been hearing about for many years. Vicarious. Uh, yes. I only know them from Tony Hawk. I also only know them from Tony Hawk, um, which was a good remake. I never got into those games when they were coming out. I've never really been a skater dude. Uh, boy. <laughs> yeah, but like they, I, I knew they were good. I, I like most of them. Um, I played SSX, so <laughs> I like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I knew they were good. I knew that the remake was really highly regarded, especially by um, the older fans and the new ones as well. So them being bought by Activision Blizzard, I guess, makes sense. But then it was like, oh God, they've been bought by Activision Blizzard. Why? But then just like this morning again, apparently the rumor is that they are making a Diablo 2 remake, which to me, like, okay, you can't get... Um, blue points to make your diablo 2 remake so you get the next best thing the guys who make a re- uh, like a, another good remake to, to you know revive your franchise and i am excited about that because i'm a diablo fan yeah that's a good move for them uh can't wait for that it should look good should play well uh should be a should be a good time i'm excited for that news as long as uh, activision doesn't end up killing the studio they are basically already dead, man. <laughs> Tony Hawk came out in 2020. <laughs> and now all the employees at Vicarious have been eat, have been eaten up by Blizzard. If anything, the more interesting things are what this says about the chaos that's going on at Blizzard. Blizzard has been mismanaged for years. And this is even more evident that, hey, they are still being mismanaged. Yeah, I mean, and I just... I just hope Bobby Kotick like somehow leaves because yikes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not helping. I mean, they announced that they made like record profits again um, last year. So hopefully there won't be any layoffs. Um, hopefully. I mean, they, they've gotten a new studio. So clearly they don't need to lay off anyone if they're getting new people in, you know. So yeah, fingers crossed on that. Fingers crossed. I guess we can move on to the main topic now, and I guess you can carry the conversation from here since it's something that you um, wanted to bring up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Regarding exclusives and uh, the current uh, home consoles, the PlayStation and Xbox, Nintendo is kind of its own beast, but uh, I'll still include them as well. I don't really think we need exclusives anymore. Uh, I think we've reached a point where the most popular games are multi-platform games. And uh, developers, even if you're owned by Sony or owned by Microsoft, it would be beneficial to gamers as a whole and likely to the companies just to release uh, games on every platform or as many platforms as can support the game, which I think is a good move. I don't know if you guys think we really need exclusives anymore, because I don't think exclusives even move consoles that much anymore. (laughs) Okay, yeah, go on, go on. Uh, uh, if you've got a counterpoint, uh, we, we can go towards it, but uh, that's, uh, that's my okay. uh, 
statement that's the basis of your argument okay sure sure so uh, let's start with the with the number one point to argue against where you say exclusives do not move consoles uh, i just think that's factually wrong <laughs> how so okay here's you you say i can't talk about nintendo right no you can i said uh, it's its own beast but we will include it as well it's its own beast because nintendo oh, is effectively uh their home console is barely a home console it's kind of a uh, uh it's a uh, it's different from the, the main boxes right now nintendo games basically sell on the exclusives do you think that without animal the switch has prob- last year sales for the switch are probably like the best of any console except the Wii in 2008 and yeah, do you yeah. think that without animal crossing that would have happened i i don't think uh, with nintendo it's sales that's why i said it's kind of its own beast nintendo has been selling its consoles well especially the switch even prior to having exclusive because breath of the wild wasn't a switch exclusive yeah the but the was- thing is you've got to look at context the Wii U was absolutely garbage. Why do you think part of the Switch's selling point has been, oh, we're going to if we have software droughts, we're going to go and pick out games that were on the Wii U and stuck there and report them to the Switch and then the games sell twice as much while selling Switch software as well. You know, it goes both ways. The exact same games on the Switch, the exact same games. So not exclusives but the same games ended up driving uh those ended up climbing so if the switch didn't have breath of the wild let's say and didn't have xenoblade would the switch have sold as much or do you think it would have failed like the wii wii u switch didn't launch with breath of the wild it wouldn't have built momentum it needed to launch with breath of the wild and when breath of the wild launched everyone was saying wow this is the amazing new thing to get a nintendo switch for Even though it was on Wii U, nobody said get it on Wii U because the Wii U was a terrible piece of hardware. So it like I've said, it works hand in hand. When you build that momentum, you build on it by releasing more exclusive games. Animal Crossing, it being exclusive, absolutely drove Switch sales. I believe Switch okay. sales were somewhere like uh, 300k 250k for like January and February. Uh don't okay. quote me on this. This is me going off my memory from Okay, uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. data. Yeah. When the Animal Crossing released, I believe in March and April, those numbers were up to 1 million and 800k in the US alone. So they yeah. were selling like, you know, they doubled their sales in one market just by the release of one game. And see uh, PS4 and Xbox would the switch sales have increased that much in those few months I don't think it would have increased as much for sure it definitely helped uh and as I said Nintendo is kind of its own little weird beast whereas when I look at the 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 Sony and Microsoft platforms because the most popular games on Switch aren't the most popular games on PlayStation and Xbox but on Xbox and PlayStation okay. the most popular games basically the top 5 are the same top 5 of do we really need the exclusives comes from 
in the effect that okay. on both consoles, the most played games are the same games. Would we need... Okay, I hear you. Okay, next argument. This gen, Xbox has been outsold maybe two to one. And even in Xbox's main market, US, it's 60 to 40%. Yeah. What is the reason for that? The Xbox One launch was abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. Mm -hmm. And the PS4 launched basically perfectly. The PS4 was cheaper than the Xbox One at launch. Sony even capitalized on the whole DRM debacle of the Xbox One. Yeah, yeah, I remember that video. That stain didn't leave Xbox for a very, very long time. So from the launch, Xbox, the Xbox One was uh, a bad investment. You had to buy a Kinect with the Xbox One. All the games on Xbox were forced to have some sort of Kinect connectivity. So the launch of the Xbox One, it was doomed from the get-go. There was no way the Xbox okay. One was going to pull itself out of that. And the fact that the Microsoft even managed to pull themselves out of that is like a testament already to how good Phil Spencer and the team there have worked on getting the Xbox to where it is today. Because uh, the launch is what actually really destroyed uh, the Xbox One. I don't think it was exclusives that killed it. Because uh, what were the exclusives that launched with the PS4? What yeah. was the driving? This is, what was the that's driving a good point argument to make? You know what? I'm gonna chime in here and say that's actually a really good argument because yeah. uh, the Xbox launched with like, okay, it wasn't they were like they were not great exclusives, but they were better than Knack and uh, what's that vampire game? Killzone. No, the vampire one, the 1886. Oh yeah, uh, the, the order. Yeah. So I don't so, think exclusives were the main driving force. Yeah, they did. Launch window stuff, I guess. But like, yeah, I don't think the exclusives were the main driving force for the previous gen at the beginning. But like this generation, right? This current one that we're in right now, um, the Xbox does not have an exclusive right now, right? Yeah, I don't think there's any Series X. uh, There's no Series X uh, exclusive. Exclusive, yeah. And right now the PlayStation is being propelled by its previous strength in the last generation and demon souls which the souls games have a big audience but they are a niche they are i think they've got a, a seating right like what did bloodborne yeah. do like five million eight million or something and that's like the yeah, best that's the best dark souls 3 did over 10 million dark souls 3 did 10 million wow okay that's and that very, wasn't very exclusive good. over 10 million. and it wasn't exclusive yeah but so like well, yeah if, because yeah, it's Dark Souls. Dark Souls is Yeah, uh, but Demon's Souls is. So, ideally, those 10 million people, if they really, really like um, Demon's Souls, they will flock to buy the PlayStation 5, right? And that's uh, yeah. what's, uh, what's driving people to get the PlayStation 5 right now. So, I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> I believe that exclusives are a big driving factor because um, for the kind of gamer who... I'm making assumptions now because I'm not that kind of gamer. For the kind of gamer who plays two multiplayer games a year, I I know from, from what I've noticed, the people I've seen, they usually play at least one or two exclusives as like their blockbuster game in a year or two years or whatever. And that's usually a 
a Horizon or a Halo or a Gears. And based off of last generation, the PlayStation just absolutely killed it with their exclusives. And yeah. that's kind of why I think PlayStation ran away with it. Um, and I yeah. do think that that is why exclusives are important because they will drive people to your to your console. I remember when I was making a decision to buy a PS3 for the first time, I wanted to play... So I, I, I had made a decision, right? This is weird. I had made a decision that I'm going to get an Xbox because I like indie games, right? I'm like, at the, at the time, it was the easiest way to get the newest, biggest indie games if you're not on PC. So I'm like, I like indie games. I'll, I'll buy an Xbox, right? And then right when I was about to pay, I kid you not, I was like, oh, but how am I going to play Metal Gear Solid 4? And literally, that was my decision. I'm like, I need to play Metal Gear Solid 4. Like, that's it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, uh, I think you, you've brought up a point, but this is... It's, it's like this. Uh, you say that yeah, everyone, if you're playing just two games a year, you're probably going to play like Call of Duty and FIFA, right? Yeah, most yeah. likely. But, uh, most likely. So, before you buy your console, which you're going to use to play Call of Duty and FIFA, you have to consider, where do my friends play, right? Yeah. Now, when you're considering when your friends play, isn't there a chance that at least one or two of your friends are not just casual gamers they're the type who base their purchase on exclusives correct yeah so that is another way where even if you say that yes call of duty fifa and fortnite and whatever are the main drivers of sales and revenue for the consoles right yeah either way you're you will still have people in your group of friends whose decision on which console to get will probably also drive your decision. So even if you're not playing to get blockbuster exclusives or whatever, those exclusives are still influencing your decision indirectly through another audience, through your friends, who are an audience who are outright just saying that, no, I want to get this because of certain exclusives. Yeah, true, true indeed. I always give an example of uh, I always give an example. A friend of mine who plays mostly on Xbox, okay? But he is constantly forced to have a PlayStation as a side console because all his friends are playing on PlayStation because they choose to play on PlayStation because they want to play the exclusives. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's, that's a strong argument there. That's a strong one there. Uh, with the so, rise of... You know, with, with the rise of crossplay, you think uh, that's going to be much of an issue? Yeah, this is that's a good point. With crossplay, it becomes different because oh, now it means oh, I don't need to own the other platform. But crossplay in its implementation is still limited by you know uh, how much you can do with crossplay. How much you can do? Not not every crossplay implication is as robust as some other games, is what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah some yeah, games yeah. crossplay is limited to certain modes. You know, you can't have normal yeah. matchmaking. Maybe you 
you can't have lobbies maybe it's just matchmaking just matchmaking so yeah ah uh, but the uh, crossplay is on the rise and they're likely figuring out a way to make it a lot more uniform especially with uh, like with call of duty how everyone like you have to have the activision account or whatever i forget what their account is called uh but you have that unique id the- Yeah but like in terms of like like you're saying with the crossplay thing I really do think that for the I think that's with now especially like uh that the Xbox thing is free for real now like it's legitimately free uh with games like Fortnite, Minecraft uh Genshin you know the big big um uh free to play multiplayer games I yeah. I do think that the reason to be like oh my friends are on PlayStation my friends are on PC is going to reduce. For example, uh Destiny 2 uh, has crossplay and um for a while there I really the, the time when I was super into Destiny 2 I I felt like I needed to download it on the PlayStation as well because I wanted to play with more people. But now that it has crossplay after it moved right. to BattleNet I'm like I'll just keep playing on my PC you know like it it yeah, you it, have no reason to migrate yeah I have no reason to migrate and most people won't have a reason which uh, wow you might think um I might not have a a case for exclusives but I think is actually a driving force for exclusives now because it's like okay now that you're not forced to buy another console for your friends what is the main reason you you pick a console like at the end of the day you walk into the store why are you picking a console when you can play Genshin Impact on anything? It's the controller, yeah. that's it. It's just the controller. No, 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 no. You <laughs> vastly overestimate the importance of a controller, my friend. It's Because the controller. Let, let, let's keep it honest. Control, people adapt to the controller. What you should be talking about instead of a controller is ecosystem and services. That is, that is what will influence a decision. And exclusives are part of ecosystem. If uh, if a good portion of gamers aren't bothering with the exclusives, a good point because how much did the PS4 sell? And the best-selling title was like Spider-Man, and it did what? 15 million? 20 million? That's a big number. That's a big number. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm not disputing it it's it's a it's it's selling Grand Theft Auto numbers that's a lot that's a lot that's Call of Duty numbers that's a lot but the majority of players the actual majority of players on Sony's platform are playing those uh, those uh, third party titles so the ecosystem seemingly sh- shouldn't uh, be uh, such a factor if you're saying the games are the other games are part of ecosystem then uh, shouldn't we just say like look which controller do you like i like this controller i'll buy that console and assuming uh, assuming the power of these consoles is about equal right now it's pretty much equal they're producing similar results it really is down to which console do you like what made you nally pick the console that you have oh right now i don't have either i've just got a pc uh <laughs> saving up <laughs> saving up to see because mm, the price of the ps5 and xbox are a little bit high but if i was to choose right now i would buy a series s why would you buy a series s when you've got a pc for game pass in the living room okay wait, wait 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 you heard what you said you said he said game pass yeah. game pass right yeah 
Game Pass is ecosystem. True indeed, true indeed. And I'm uh, too broke to buy every game I want to play. This is the thing. Exclusive games, they won without paying anything, right? Yeah. And if those games are attractive, which, you know, guess what? They're from 2022 onwards. They're going to be really attractive. Part of your yeah. argument is that, oh, you get all these exclusive games for free. And you see, that's what I'm saying. Ecosystem. It's about what you offer. Believe it or not, there are people who play on PlayStation because they like PlayStation Plus. They like the games that come with it. They like that it comes with those 20 whatever games on PS5. It's all part of your ecosystem. And part of your ecosystem is your exclusive software. People do buy consoles because they want to play Uncharted or The Last of Us. Final Fantasy VII yeah, Remake I'm, I'm getting... exclusive just for one year. But people are buying consoles just to play that. You know. I, I, I get that. But remember that my original argument was wouldn't it be better for gamers and likely even the producers themselves if they abandon the concept of exclusives? Oh, yeah. Everything will be better. A hardware agnostic future will absolutely be better for gamers. That's without a doubt. Like, Would, wouldn't that mean, though, that there would be no need to have multiple but consoles? There are advantages. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That future will absolutely be better for gamers. We're talking about this from the point of view of the company. Yeah, they want the exclusives uh, to in drive hardware into the ecosystem, get users in. But uh, as a gamer, and because at the end of the day, if you've, if you've got all these games and gamers can play it everywhere, as a producer, if you're Sony and you say, let's, let's say you make uh, The Last of Us multiplayer, multi-platform, all the DLC, you actually get the money from the DLC. You increase your uh, user base by a bunch because all the DLC will be theirs. They'll get the money from all the DLC that they sell for The Last of Us Two factions. Wouldn't that be better than locking it to one platform? It would be more beneficial to release games like The Last of Us and make their DLC money via, you know, being on multiple platforms. But yeah, at least a multiplayer. At least a multiplayer. Well, here's the thing. Uh, where you buy the DLC matters to them as well. You know that, right? Because of revenue splits and customer data. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. You, yeah. What the a, a cut goes to the store is, owner, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. First of all, let's not talk about what gamers want. Because in terms of what gamers want, obviously, releasing everything on every platform is ideal. Yes, we know that. Though I will make an argument very soon why, you know, it can be why exclusives are good for gamers. But we're just talking about from the company point of view right now. Yeah. From the company point of view, what they want is for your spending to be only on a single platform. They want, you know, the the famous 30% cut. Yeah. And in the case of a multi play a game it's a hundred percent if you make your games multi-platform your exclusive games multi-platform you are giving less of an incentive for the customer to base all their purchases in general in your ecosystem right mm-hmm. 
So if you are basically saying, oh, it doesn't matter where you play the games, you can buy them on Xbox. You are basically saying, oh, the 30% we'd make from microtransactions, third-party games, it's fine. We'll skip on that. And no, absolutely, they have to incentivize, you know, they're absolutely going to incentivize, uh, what's this? Trying to get you into that ecosystem. And as we said, exclusives are a way to do that. It's not just on the controller or on Game Pass. You can't look at these things in isolation. There's multiple reasons. And your exclusive games absolutely are going to be one of those reasons. You think the the, the Xbox, this generation, current gen, without exclusives? Because I don't think there's even exclusives on the horizon. I think it's like, what, Halo or something, that's it? Halo and uh, Forza exclusives? Uh, the exclusives are coming in 2022, mostly. So we wait until 2022 and see how things go and hope for the best. Oh, yeah, Hopefully but by- the thing is, Xbox's selling point before those come is, you know, that, hey, this is the best value in gaming. True, true, true. So, you I know, guess, uh, as I said, you, you can't look at things in isolation. You've got to look at it as a whole. And, you know, there's various business models. A good thing, a, a big thing Sony has done is to like say that, hey, if you want the premium single player experiences, you have to have our platform. It's, you know, it, it's all marketing speak, but it is a way to differentiate yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I respect Sony for what they did last generation. The PS4 is exclusive because I like uh, single player story games. I absolutely love those. And they did an absolute, uh, that was a masterclass in single player games, man. But I still ended up playing my Xbox more because I actually didn't play multiplayer games on PlayStation for, I didn't like the controller for shooters. Yeah. And that's that's how I'm trying to hype up the Xbox. I'm hoping for the best. Maybe Microsoft hears this and sends me one for free. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so too, man. I hope so too. Hey man, if if uh, CDs do have some of those yellow chairs, I I I mean I need a chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, controller is always interesting because uh, when I got you know I've been PlayStation forever, then I got an Xbox in 2018, and I got one like going back and forth. It never really felt that hard, <laughs> honestly. I mean, I, I still, uh, I, I like the PS controller, but uh, the stick layout is the main thing. For shooters, I've always found uh, the asymmetrical sticks were better than uh, symmetrical sticks. That That's pretty much the only yeah, thing. Because uh, the DualShock 4, at least, it was much better than the DualShock 3. The DualShock 3 wasn't a very good controller. I've noticed that that kind of yeah. controller problem thing, which I think is a very small problem in my opinion, but I think it's a small problem for... A lot of us older gamers who have gone through all these iterations where we just literally are forced to learn a new thing every single time. I know people who just played PlayStation have literally had the same controller forever, but like those of us who like played the 64, the Dreamcast, the Wii, the whatever, we always adapt to the new thing. So the controller thing has never really been a an issue, I guess. For us gamers, we'll play on anything. If it's a good game, we'll play it anywhere. And that's the truth. This is just a... We're just having a conversation here. Yeah. Now play on any. Yeah. I, I think the interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to say that the controller does influence your decision. That is, you know, it's an interesting thing to see that, oh, okay, it would influence someone that much. Yeah. A whole $400 on a controller. Amazing. <laughs> uh, 
for me, like what I find interesting about this exclusive conversation is for a long time, I've always been like, Nintendo just needs to stop selling hardware. Like, honestly speaking, I really do feel like they would make way more money if they stopped making hardware and just sold Zelda on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox, right? Like, yeah, that if they were level. just a publisher, I think they would be towards the top if they were just a publisher. Not even towards, they would absolutely be 100% at the top. Like, 100%. Like, not, not a single doubt. Like, I, I can bet my house on that one. I am so, <laughs> so certain about that. Like, but I guess, is that 100%... Um, profit margin so lucrative or maybe is it the the idea that you control your own ecosystem is that really the like so lucrative to to these publishers stroke developers stroke hardware creators that they don't think ah whatever i've stopped making absolutely xboxes what if xbox what if microsoft was just like i know microsoft like i mean they're a software company right like they make windows like, what if they were just like, let's stop trying to bake all this hardware stuff and just sell Halo on PC and PlayStation, right? Because Sony make TVs. But then they don't get you. They don't get your customer data, man. <laughs> they need that telemetry. <laughs> I think they could do it. Uh, Microsoft could probably do it, especially since if you play Xbox games on a Nintendo Switch, you actually have to sign in with uh, you have to sign in with an Xbox Live account to play Xbox games on Switch. I'm sure they could do that on PlayStation as well. Say, like, you can play Halo on PlayStation. You just have to sign in with an Xbox Live account. Yeah, but Sony don't want that. They don't want to give one. <laughs> they don't want to let you do that. And I was, I don't think you actually need to sign in with Xbox Live to play Ori on Switch. That's the only Xbox game that's on Switch. I don't think you need to sign in with Xbox Live. I only tried Minecraft and it it uh, required... Oh, but Ori doesn't have online, does it? It doesn't have online. Brilliant game, but yeah, it doesn't no, it have doesn't. online. There, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't need it, but yeah. Minecraft... Yeah, Minecraft more... does, but Minecraft is not even a video game. Like, Minecraft is beyond explanation <laughs> that beyond they, they force... <laughs> like, look, if you want to make money software-wise, make sure you put Minecraft on your thing. It's going to make you money somehow. So I guess it's at that Fortnite level where, you know, like where Epic is bullying Apple. You know what I mean? Like that's where Minecraft they is. They can. You know. Yeah, they, they, they have enough clout to bully you to do stuff, which I guess something like Fortnite can bully um, some of these hardware creators to do stuff. And I think if we're ever going to see a seismic shift in this stuff, it's probably going to come from Tencent. You know? <laughs> yeah, Tencent is coming with a vengeance, man. I don't know why they're not like yeah. doing a big like they're not like making a big gulp they're sipping they're constantly just sipping and sipping and sipping uh then center hands off they're fairly hands off in terms of you know how they work with whichever companies they buy or invest in uh, and that you know that's the best approach they don't want to seem like hey they don't want the publicity to be there like oh this ccp company is ruining my games no they just want to be there quietly in the background just making just money. reaping the reward <laughs> but at this point right like i'm sure they have like 40 percent of like the game industry market or at least 30 at this point yeah 10 cent is huge man 10 cent is huge right now they're, they're big and, uh, they're yeah. big but they're they're still... hands-off approach 
I guess should have invested in content when we had the chance. I guess they're the only ones who can like say like okay, um, all our games are you know non-exclusive. They're on all platforms or force everyone to kind of be on one heart. I think they're the only ones who have enough power to do something like that. Which is that a good thing for gamers? Isn't choice? good isn't that like what because okay let's say there's one console right it's the let's just say the playstation that's the only console that exists all these publishers whatever put their games on the, on the playstation if playstation decide to make a decision there's nothing we can do about it you know yeah that's definitely a bad future we do want to have uh, yeah. at least multiple hardware manufacturers we need to have options so i guess that's why like the exclusives and stuff matter because and even if it even reminded me of another point um okay caveat i don't agree with this statement but it's what they say games people games are more expensive to make etc etc bullshit but whatever so to make good quality triple a games right according to them they need a reason like they need like a budget and the only reason why a god of war is made or a spider-man or a horizon or a halo at that high quality is because they will sell hardware. They're not really made to make a profit back on software. They're going to sell hardware. And they can be so specialized and so weird, you know, where you can make a game where halfway through they're like, okay, now play from this other perspective. Or, you know, st- stuff uh, like that. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, uh, I think let a uh, way to make your argument more clear is more like, uh, what can I say? Because uh, first-party companies, because the hardware manufacturers, they're not selling hardware. Instead, they're, oh yeah, they're selling hardware. They're trying to get you in an ecosystem. So uh, basically, certain games can subsidize others. Yes, that's yeah, that's that's so, a... so like oh, the dreams is unique, and it will sell maybe just a few people, but. It's absolutely important for such games to exist. But if The Last of Us Part 2 is not subsidizing the dreams, dreams doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AAA games basically subsidize the smaller, more experimental titles. Now, if all these companies are third party, let's say if Sony say that, okay, we're going to release our games everywhere, then they don't have any interest in selling their hardware. They don't need to make the smaller games because they'll just make all their money off the big game. And I think what Dennis is trying to say is you to lead to, you know, the, a more homogenized industry. Yeah. And you won't, you won't have I, Death Stranding. You won't, like, that's never going to happen. They'll never make Death Stranding. Okay, bad example. It's Kojima. It'll sell, whatever. But like, <laughs> like you, you know what I mean? Like, there won't be those weird games. Yeah. You won't have Last Guardian. There'll never be a Last Guardian. I don't think that's necessarily true because of uh, the big publishers like uh, Ubisoft, uh, EA. They have smaller studios that make uh, really weird games. Uh, Not anymore. Not anymore, man. <laughs> it doesn't happen nowadays. Didn't, uh, didn't un- when did Unravel come out? That's you remember yeah, it came Unravel? out like 2015 or something. Nah, man. They made a sequel for that even, man. And Ravel 2 did come out, but that's EA and the and that's under that special program. Even Joseph Fares' games, which are super weird, those would never come out unless <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I you know, 
it's very good that you've brought up this point because I do feel like if hardware manufacturers had had less need to sell their hardware, we would get less of the weird games. I, I think it's true. I, I do believe it's true. When you look at all this weird stuff that Microsoft is publishing, they're like, tell me why. Would tell me why happen if if they weren't trying to sell people on Xboxes? Absolutely not. Best example, and this is facts, Hellblade 2 would not happen unless they were gotten by Microsoft. No chance. That game, I, I cannot sell that game to a normal gamer in any way. There's nothing. I'm like, okay, hey, here's a game that talks about schizophrenia. Sell that to John who plays FIFA down the street. There's no chance. No chance. <laughs> no chance, indeed. Uh, that, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. And I guess the last point I wanted to bring up with regards to exclusives and their use of them is hardware-specific features. Mm. So let's... The problem you guys haven't played. I, I, yeah, but I'm about to flex your controller here, Mister. Yeah, <laughs> bring up the controller. Oh, ah, man, I really wish I lived in Osaka right now. You know, the community is much better in Osaka. Not many active gamers here in Kitwait. It does suck, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I think hardware-specific features are important, and I mean, not even. You know, to avoid sounding biased, because Dennis will always accuse me of bias, the Microsoft <laughs> chill. I'm going to talk about Nintendo hardware-specific features. Think of a game like ARMS. Mm, yeah. Good point. ARMS, you use the Joy-Cons to basically play boxing. Yeah, yeah, And ARMS was a hit. Uh, despite, despite, you know, people not wanting to talk about it, ARMS sold better than your favorite fighting game, most likely. <laughs> Uh, that's a low blow, man. Come on. <laughs> well, no, I love fighting games, but I'm going to say to to raise a point, and I think you know, hardware. You know, if Microsoft, if Nintendo had to release ARMS for every platform, what happens? They're forced to change their design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be a different. Let's go game. to Mar. Uh, let me talk about what's this? Uh, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild, and Mario Odyssey as well. They both have gyro controls for certain actions. Mm. In case you don't know, the Microsoft control, Xbox controller, then have gyro. Mm. So if they are forced to release those for PC and Xbox, then all of a sudden you have to try and account for those controllers not having gyro features. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it changes uh, it changes the design. It does. It changes the design. And then there's, of, you know, there's this weird, there's the argument, of course, with final argument is uh, with regards to hardware specific features is designing for one single hardware set. No matter what you say, develop multi-platform development is harder. We know that as a fact, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Developers do complain that, yes, it is easier for us to release on one platform first and then other platforms later. Obviously, the bigger your budget goes, the more this problem goes away. So that's why you see stuff like, oh, Hades is only on Nintendo Switch because, you know, Supergiant, uh, they're just not a big enough team to release on all platforms at the same time. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. But this, is, this puts into perspective, if The Last of Us 2 is multi-platform, does it look as good as it does on base PS4? Probably I not. I think so. Probably not. 
Oh well, we we got Probably. Red Dead Redemption too, and Uncharted and uh, Naughty Dog is a hell of a studio. I'm sure they've got a build of uh, The Last of Us running on an Xbox <laughs> somewhere. In the studio, somewhere in the studio, someone there is mad enough and was just like, ah, let's just see how it runs, and they've got it. Because remember, they found a build of Gears of War for PlayStation Three. Oh yeah, I remember. That, that was proven fake. It was Wait, proven was it? fake. Guys. Was it fake? Oh Cliffy my god. Cliffy B came out. Yeah, Cliffy B came out and said, "No, this never happened." I don't know if I it can trust real. Cliffy B's words anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he can't. Okay, it depends on if you trust. But look, yeah, sure, you'll say Naughty Dog. But let's look at other studios. Let's look at Sucker Punch. Does Ghost of Tsushima look as good as it does on base PS4? If they have to focus on more platforms. It would be uh, it would be a lot more work to get it to the same level. That's uh, that's undeniable. But I do yeah. think they would so still be able to win. It's it's able, but by being able to focus on one platform, they get out the best that they can get out of that single platform. Let's look at yeah, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is a multi-platform game. CD Projekt Red are a hell of a studio, as you just called Naughty Dog. But look, they they didn't care about. Other, you know, about, about the consoles, consoles yeah. because they, they had a, a target game. platform. <laughs> they made a PC game and tried to downport it. And I think there's value in having companies say we're going to try and target our software on this particular platform because hey, that means we're going to try and get the absolute best that we can get out of that hardware. Yeah, true indeed. Though they can maximize uh, their effort on one place, get the best of the best out of it. It does make yeah. sense, yeah. It does make sense there. So, I, as I said, this matters for Sony, but I feel it matters even more for Nintendo. Imagine if Nintendo could say, "Ah, yeah, the PC version is fine." How terrible would games run on the Switch? <laughs> yeah, that would be. Uh, uh, but I still want to see Nintendo go multi-platform. I still want to see Nintendo go yeah, multi-platform. Look, I, I would absolutely love to be able to play Zelda on my PlayStation. That's like the dream, but like, Man, you, you know, know, like we've got to look at the for, re- realities of the industry. True, for me, you know what I just want. I just want, I, I, you know, that like the Nintendo fanboy in me just wants to be able to say, the Legend of Zelda sold like hundred hundred million units because I know it can. Like I just want that to happen. It can do that. It can. It can do that. I just want that. <laughs> and I want people to understand because I know, like especially in Zambia, I guess it's just. Ever since the NES, it's just been harder to get the Nintendo consoles here for some reason. I don't know; they're just not in the zeitgeist. Yeah, uh, and, and the, I think it hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't broken through. But I think the moment that someone just touches a 3D Mario game for the first time on their PlayStation, I'm like, oh, oh, I get why those people buy this game on seven consoles all the time. I get why they they keep. I understand why they're idiots. <laughs> you know, like I get it. I get why they are in this abusive relationship with this company. <laughs> yeah, absolutely toxic. Nintendo are toxic. I don't know why Nintendo didn't uh, didn't blow up here. What 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 do you think actually killed Nintendo in Zambia? Because Nintendo, I remember the N sixty four was pretty popular here. The N sixty four. Oh man, it's just the PS two being as effective as it was yeah the dvd i know people like dude like literally like the fact that i could say this will play the matrix mom but also it's a <laughs> game console that really helped I, I kid you not like 
man, that really and it was a good DVD player too. It was better than most DVDs at the time. It really was yeah, at the time. Yeah, uh, I think you know, just in general, PlayStation Two and stuff it cultivated a particular audience, and you know, this will absolutely vary from country to country. It's this will definitely vary depending on the country the and region, yeah. circumstances, as well as you know the. Maybe whatever licensing agreements happened at the time. Yeah. This is something that is beyond control of anyone right now. It, this happened a long time. Ago. So it's true. You know, factors came together to make PlayStation what it is in this sort of country. Yeah, I and, think you it, know, that's just how it is. In some I, places it's PC, some places it's Nintendo, just like that. Yeah, I think even the games uh, were a factor as well. The fact that they were like, you know. I was going to say HD, it wasn't HD, but like they, they were like, you know, the, the, the polygon count was higher in some cases. The, um, like they, they had more prestige, I guess, and there were just way more games, you know, and people could like swap them around with their friends. It was just easier, you could I guess. Them easily. You could pirate them easier, easily as well. <laughs> that's also a factor. Yeah, like that's. That, that's yeah that's definitely a factor for sure so it just cultivates a general audience and attitude that hey in zambia people like playstation that's just how it happens and yeah. you know nintendo uh, you know it never caught on and that's just the way it is it's a shame because i really i'm always trying to chill for breath of the wild even though it's not even like one of it's not even like in my top 10 of last gen or whatever but I feel it's such a unique game. I need more people to play. I want, I want it to open people's eyes. I feel that they can do that. But yeah. nobody wants to buy a Switch and it sucks. Because <laughs> like, man, I'm trying so hard to shill for Nintendo, <laughs> who are a toxic company, but it's not working. <laughs> and no, nobody wants to buy the Switch. Uh, wh- whenever the next Switch comes out, hopefully the current Switch will drop in price. There's a switch light for two hundred bucks, man. Ah, two hundred dollars is not pocket change, you. Can the switch light dock? Okay, yeah. Can that dock? No, it can't dock. It's yeah, portable it only. Oh, I played most of Breath of the Wild docked because I'm that guy. <laughs> I played handheld because I'm that guy. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I guess uh, unless you guys, uh, Nali, you got any extra. Points for your argument. Points. <laughs> uh, no, it was just wait, a discussion, wait. and uh, it's always good to hear other people's opinions on these things. Yeah, it's, no, it's no, no, no. There's, there's no conclusion to be had. There's absolutely no conclusion. We can't come to a conclusion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. although I'm one of those guys, I know it seems pie in the sky. And Robin, every time I say this, is like Jesus Christ, Dennis. But I truly, truly do believe that because of the exclusives that Microsoft has lined up, they will absolutely kill it this generation absolutely kill it stalker 2's trailer which is a weird weird game that nobody like i don't know like does anybody in ultimate gamers have played stalker 2 no on ign it has one dude and it has 2.6 million views this is a weird game nobody knows about and just because it has (laughs) shiny graphics and it's a shooter, people yeah. are paying attention. When that first proper gameplay trailer comes out, and this is like a PC ass PC game, so you know it's gonna look good. Like people yeah, are gonna yeah, be yeah. like, whoa, it's gonna be the next big thing that everyone wants to play. They'll be disappointed when they play it because it's 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 gonna be 
PUBG, it's not but Call first of person. Duty. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's PUBG it's first Call person. Yeah, they'll be disappointed when they play it, but it's gonna drive sales, I think, and people are gonna have eyeballs on it. And whatever the hell Fable Two is, Fable um, uh, Four, it's Four, right? Yeah, because I played three. Uh, right now, it's just but I think they're rebooting it. Yeah, whatever the hell that is, I think uh, that stuff is gonna really like drive sales. I truly, truly believe that because um, graphics and exclusives sell consoles. True, indeed. Everyone likes something shiny. Yeah. If if the Bethesda deal is active for exclusives, that's actually a really big get for Microsoft. If the Bethesda deal, it they is. mean like. It is. It if is. the next Doom is literally going to be exclusive, and if Elder Scrolls is going to be exclusive, that's like a very big man. You know what I you don't want? That... You know what I don't want out of all this? I just hope that Wolfenstein 3 is not exclusive because I really want more people to play that game, and that's going to be the conclusion of the trilogy, and it's probably going to be the best one. You know, that's a very selfish thing of me because I want that game to do well. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want Wolfenstein 3 to be exclusive <laughs> for its sake. For its sake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of people say that we should look for compromise and basically say, okay, you know, some games exclusive, some games are not. But uh, that's an argument for another day, I think. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> another day. True. All right, guys, uh, thanks for coming on. This was a really, really exciting chat. Thanks for coming on, Nali. I'll be waiting to see your, yeah, nice your you. thingy pop up on my <laughs> my email that you game signed jam? up for the game jam. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll, that's I'll right. do that right now. I'll, I'll do that right now after after like 20 minutes. Fantastic. All right, Robin. But thanks uh, for having me, guys. No worries. It was, it was great chatting with you guys. It was super, super fun. Robin, thanks Same. for... Uh, for, for, for killing our thunder and bringing us down to earth with your rational. <laughs> <laughs> we still believe in Nintendo. We still believe in Nintendo. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right, guys. It was fun. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, I guess we'll see you in the, ne- in the next one.